Welcome and thank you for accepting the invitation for this Bible study and reflection for July 6, 2022. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend celebrating the 4th of July and our independence and freedom with your family and friends. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God and most merciful Father, we thank you for the gift of your Word and the gift of your Son, Jesus. Help us to know and understand what that gift means to us. Through the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ, you now see each of us through the lens of your Son. Help us to share the love that you give us with everyone, and yes, even those that don't look and act like us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, the biblical definition of love is very different from our world and culture's definition today. You know, while many define love as romance or a warm feeling, the Bible's definition is fundamentally active, based not in what we feel, but rather what we do. Love is self-sacrifice, putting others' needs before our own, following Jesus' example and humbly serving others. Outside of God, however, we are unable to love perfectly. It is only through the work of the Holy Spirit that we can set aside our sinfulness and our selfishness. Because God has shown mercy to us, we are able to show mercy to others. Because he has shown us love, we are able to show love to others. We have an insert in our bulletin every Sunday at St. Paul's Lutheran, and it's titled, Taking Faith Home. Since this is a week of celebrating Independence Day, I thought this would be appropriate to share with you this week's devotion on freedom. And I quote, We like the idea of personal freedom. We are just not sure what to do with it. Should we take art classes to become an accomplished artist? Should we use our freedom to explore the world and delight in all God's creation? Freedom gives us options that can make us dizzy. Paul has been telling the Galatians what it means to be justified or made right with God by grace through faith. Here's the answer. It is to be set free. That's what freedom is. Contrary to many cultural and whimsical ideas of freedom, Christian freedom is quite simple. Love your neighbor. You can't do that by feeding your own desires while being insensitive to others. You love your neighbor with the fruit of the Spirit, that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is what being made right with God looks like. It is the freedom to be a slave of, to be captive to, love and only to love. In the not-too-distant past, we did a Bible study on the book of Galatians, and I thought it'd be appropriate to share this reading as well. This speaks about love, the Holy Spirit, and being set free from the burden of law. 
This reading comes from Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, and then 13 through 26. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Now, Paul begins chapter 5 by stating flatly that Christ has set us free in order that we should be free. Freedom, though, requires resistance against a return to bondage. Those in Christ must stand firm against anyone who would try to drag them into slavery under the law. Here Paul has in mind the issue of circumcision. A group known as the Judaizers were pressuring the Galatians to submit to physical circumcision in order to be acceptable to God. In other words, he would, they, they believed in Jesus, but it was Jesus plus just a little bit more. Some of the Galatians may have been willing to do this simply to cover all the possible needs. Why not believe in Jesus and be circumcised, they might have thought. Paul insists, however, that faith in Christ must be faith in Christ alone and nothing else. In fact, he writes that to begin to follow the law cuts us off from Christ because we are asking God to judge us by our own works and not by what Christ has done. As Pastor Tim Keller put it in one of his sermons, all you need is Jesus plus nothing. We don't have to ask God to judge us by our own works because Jesus paid the debt for us on the cross. Paul then turns his focus to another way Christians might waste the freedom Christ has won for us. Some might think that since they have already been forgiven for their sin and justified by faith in Christ, what would keep them from indulging in all their sinful desires? 
That's not what our freedom in Christ is for. Instead, we should use our freedom to serve each other in love. But how can we overcome our sinful desires and focus on serving others? Well, I will tell you, we cannot do it alone. We can only do so by the power of God's Spirit, given to us as Jesus promised. In John 14, verses 15 through 17, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither knows him, sees him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be with you. Remember the new commandment that Jesus gave to his disciples on Monday, Thursday? Love one another as I have loved you. This is the command Jesus is speaking of in verse 15. The Spirit of God is powerful and gives believers the ability to love as Christ does instead of serving ourselves. The battle for Christians is to allow the Spirit to lead instead of shutting Him down to go our own way. Our own way always leads to sin. Paul provides a list of sinful lifestyles. I'm sure most of you have tried your hand at gardening before, and you may even have one now that's bearing fruit. You could think of this first list as a package of seeds that you're getting ready to plant, but they're all rotten, and they will never bear fruit. Then Paul offers a second list. Let's think of this list as a package of seeds that, when planted, will bear fruit. This list reveals what comes out of those who allow God's Spirit to lead the way. It is one fruit with nine characteristics. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. By definition, those who believe that Christ died for their sin on the cross have made the choice to crucify their sinful desires along with him. That doesn't mean we'll never sin again. But it does mean that when we keep in step with God's Spirit, we don't need to sin. In that way, we have been freed from sin's power as well as its penalty. Now, I found a chart. It's called A Contrast of Grace and Law, and I think it's worth sharing with you. The law prohibits, grace invites, and gives. The law condemns the sinner. Grace redeems the sinner. The law says do. Grace says it is done. The law says continue to be holy. Grace says it is finished. The law curses, Grace blesses. The law slays the sinner. Grace makes the sinner alive. The law shuts every mouth before God. Grace opens the mouth to praise God. The law condemns the best man. Grace saves the worst man. The law says pay what you owe. Grace says I freely forgive you all. The law says the wages of sin is death. Grace says the gift of God is eternal life. The law says the soul that sins shall die. Grace says believe and live. 
The law reveals sin. Grace atones for sin. The law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law demands obedience. Grace bestows and gives power to obey. The law was written on stone. Grace is written on the tablets of the heart. The law was done away in Christ. Grace abides forever. Several years ago, I read a book titled Good News for Anxious Christians, and the author is Philip Carey. You know, Martin Luther grew up in a church culture, but he was definitely an anxious Christian. He took his sin very seriously and was struggling to find a forgiving and loving God in the church of his day. The harder Luther tried to make God happy with him, the more he felt like God was unhappy with him. Luther eventually discovered that God was pleased with him, but not because of what he was doing. He found God's grace in the Bible through verses like Romans 1:17, "The righteous will live by faith," and Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10. "For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God." not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let us all celebrate the freedom we have to love one another in thought, word, and deed. We are to love God because he first loved us, not to gain his favor, but to thank him for the love and sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear God, we come to you today confessing our sins and asking forgiveness, and rest assured in the knowledge that Jesus has sent an advocate for us, his Holy Spirit, that will help us share your love with others. We thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.